four coaches, five coaches. This is Soccer Chat with Nick Rizzo and Sean Sodderly. Brought to you by social media for high school athletes. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Soccer Chat, your weekly coaching podcast brought to you every single week for free, including going back into the archives, listening to every single show that we've done so far from the good folks at Social Media for the High School Athletes. Check them out online at socialstudentathletes.com and all over social media pages at HS Social Media. I want to give a big shout out to our friends over at Dutick Brand. Check them out, dutickbrand.com for all your coaching accessory needs. Use the promo code SOCCERCHAT for a sweet discount. Uh, for all of your coaching accessory needs, everything you can think of. The My Trainer is my personal favorite, and uh, you can get all that with a nice discount using the promo code Soccer Chat when you check out at dutickbrand.com. Dutickbrand.com. Again, that's dutickbrand.com. Big shout out to our friends over at Torex, Torex Soccer on Twitter, T O R R X. And I just recently found at the Torex is the greatest ball pump of all time. Call it the goat. Call it what you want. There is no other ball pump. I look. I was. We were ordering stuff for our for our teams uh, this week, and we were looking through these accessory catalogs from our suppliers. And I was like, none of these can do what the Torx does. And Nick can attest that because three weeks ago he purchased one, and he's got it, and it's been on campus, and everybody at Monmouth loves it. How much is the Torx ball pump having an effect on your life? I mean, I'm just excited for everyone to get back and actually experience it. Like only the people who've been here over the summer that work camps have gotten to fully experience it yet. So like I'm I'm pretty pumped when everyone gets back. We get the they're gonna get the full experience of what it's like to have the Torx ball pump. So what you're camp. trying to say is that you're really pumped for the ball pump. Oh, I am over the top pumped to have this ball pump in our lives. Well, don't let your soccer balls go over the top and being over the top pumped. Uh, the Torx sets the PSI exactly how you want it and fills it to that every single time. Check them out. T O R R X. And if you've bought one and you haven't given them an Amazon review, do it now. Nick, you said last week you hadn't done it. Did you give them an Amazon review? I did not. I, I failed. Damn it, Nick. I'm sorry. I feel like that needs to be a t-shirt. It's been a busy week. I, I had a lot going on this week. I feel like that's going to be the new t-shirt. I guarantee that your parents are going to buy a ton of them. What's the new t-shirt? Damn it, Nick. Damn it, Nick. I mean, yeah, no, like, I think a lot of people would buy that. <laughs> we, we may have to make that work out. Uh, as you've heard, he is Nick. I am Sean. And Nick, how's you? Okay, your week was busy. What, what, what'd you do? So since we recorded that show last week, I had to go to Muscatine to recruit on Thursday. And then I had to drive back to Monmouth. I got back to Monmouth at maybe like 12.30 in the morning on Friday morning. Woke up at 7 to go work University of Iowa camp. Worked University of Iowa camp Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning. Then drove up to Wisconsin to work University of Wisconsin camp. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And I got home last night at like 6 at night. And so that was my like... Since we recorded, like, because we recorded Wednesday night last week, that has been my my life. And so it was a little busy. Like, no excuse to not give an Amazon review. I've been on the computer, but I <laughs> it was it was a busy week. Well, the uh, the big news coming out this week is that uh, U.S. Women's National Team coach Jill Ellis is stepping down. Uh, Anthony DiCicco put out uh, big things about you know her and, and compared to previous coaches and and asking. 
who you think the next person uh, to be in charge would be. Nick, if you had a uh, say-so, a vote in who the next coach for the U.S. Women's National Team, probably, arguably, the greatest soccer team in the world right now, who who are you putting in charge? Honestly, like, it's, it's a tough one. I don't even know who would be up for it right now. Like, if you really think about it, I mean, they're – She's been around for a while, and I was talking with someone about this the other day. Typically, there is an obvious successor when you're looking at the next person that's going to come and take it. I, I mean, I, like most of the time, it comes from the college coaching environment, just because of that's the way the women's game has worked recently. Is I mean, Jill came from the college coaching environment, and then like I mean, a lot of I mean, obviously the like I mean, um, of course, I'm being an idiot right now. Uh, why am I? All right, who just took over Brazil? Pia Sunaji. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't think of that name. One too many light coronas. But so I guess Pia wasn't a college coach here. But I mean, a lot of times it's been a college coach. So I don't, I don't even know who would be up for it. Do you have an idea? So the the talk is that the big thing is that they're going to get a general manager, uh, which is going to be the next hire. Oh. Uh, and the word is that it's Kate Mark Graf, which is cool. I'm cool with that. Good that. people. Um, there are like five names that have been mentioned, and uh, there were three males, two females. And the word going out that I saw today from a very good source uh, was that they definitely want to hire a female. Kate uh, Mark Graf was interviewed. I want to say it was on ESPN today, uh, and she had mentioned four candidates and only mentioned one female. And then talked about how, you know, the, the Federation does want to hire another female. So for me, that basically says who the new coach is going to be. And it, and that's fine. Um, but there are definitely some, uh, there are definitely, if you look at a lot of the articles, they, and it's like, who are the top 10 to replace Joe Ellis? Pretty much all of them are the same, like have the same uh, candidates enlisted, except for none of them have, if uh, the Burhalters have a sister. <laughs> yeah, no. So who who do you think it's going to be? So before I had my ideas, but after seeing that interview with, with Kate, uh, I think it's going to be Laura Harvey. I think that's fine. Uh, just because like when she, uh, when, when okay. Mark Graf said the, you know, the four candidates, you know, that was the only female that she mentioned and, and she did, you know, make sure to say like, that they wanted to hire a female. So that was the only one that she mentioned. So I'm, well, I said this, I, I saw it was either yesterday or the day before that essentially said the same thing, which again, I'm like, I think most people like based off the body of work that we had with Joe Ellis and Pia, like most people probably wouldn't be, I mean, you'd be dumb to be opposed to that. Well, Laura would definitely be the youngest candidate uh, of all those who who are, I guess, interested or, or whatnot. Um, one, see, she, her big thing was that uh, was she coached Arsenal before she Did was thirty. I, I didn't hear any of that. It was just kind of blurred out. No, no, I said, I said, are we, are we, we're just going to keep hiring English people. Yeah, I mean, why not? It's working for us, you know. Yeah, get those jams playing in the yeah. background. <laughs> I, I don't it. know I what it. that was. Hey, it's okay. You, hey, you got to rock out however you got to rock out. Yeah, so, but, uh, yeah, no, I think um, I like I like. I mean, I think that would be a good hire. I think I 
it, it is unlucky for whoever takes over because you are taking over with the first repeat champions on the women's side. And it's, it's, I mean, that is not a great situation to walk into because the expectations are just off the, off the charts. And, and again, you're going to like, I mean, we're, I was talking with someone the other day, there's definitely going to be some turnover because people are getting old. Yeah. And it's, and cause Grant Wall even tweeted today about, um, you know, how the players really didn't get along with Jill these last few years or these last few months or whatever it may be. Um, so you kind of wonder maybe that plays a role of the type of personality of the coach they bring in. Um, a lot yeah. of people say because of that, you know, Paul Riley's a, a very, uh, highly sought after coach for that position just because of his players buy in very easily and quickly. Uh, and North Carolina courage. If you've seen him play, I've seen him play twice this year. I've seen their, their team with the world cup players. I've seen their team without the world cup players and I cannot tell a difference. Uh, so, you know, he's got those players balling down there and I'd, I'd be okay with honestly, I, who, this is a, a situation unlike the men's side where whoever gets it, I'm backing them. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I think, I mean, it, it was interesting to kind of what you're talking about where I, I forget someone made the comment today about has there been a single player that has tweeted out or said something, not that that matters at all. Like maybe, like they all sent her private messages after she retired, but like someone made a comment about like, has anyone tweeted out or like made public, like how much they appreciated coach Joe's. I think, I think I can't say who it was for sure, but I know I did see, um, I did see a few after the announcement. I, I but I, I just can't remember off the top of my head who it was. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it is an interesting one, but again, you cannot deny her body of work. She, I mean, we, we are like, she's, she's got two of our four stars, you know, I she mean, lost seven games. That's all. I mean, there is, again, you can, you can disagree or say that anything about her, but at the end of the day, her body of work is very, very, very good. Two stars, an Olympic gold medal, only lost seven games. Yeah. It doesn't get much better than that. You know, as we've said on the show before, you never want to be the person who replaces the person. You want to be the person who replaces the person who replaced the person. But uh, but our guy at Akron is doing okay, so we're going to keep rooting for him. Yes, 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 absolutely sure. Uh, Somebody that we're rooting for is a brand new person that we just met. They're not brand new because they're not just born, Uh, but somebody that we just learned about recently. Uh, we got him on the show, and I can't wait for you to listen to their story because it's super cool. I'm saying my chick bad, my chick hood, my chick do stuff that your chick wish she could. My chick bad, badder than yours. My chick do stuff that I can't even put in words. Her swagger don't stop, her body won't quit. So full pipe down, you ain't talking about my chick bad. Tell me if you seen her, she always bring the racket like Venus and Serena. All white top, all white belt, and all white jeans, body looking like milk. No time for games. 
cheese full grown. My chick bad, tell your chick to go home. My chick bad, my chick hood. My chick do stuff that your chick wish it could. My chick bad, my chick hood. My chick do stuff that your chick wish it could. My chick bad, better than I mentioned last week, I, I saw, I had this premonition, had this vision, and a majority of the time when I have these things, they're correct. And I, I made the statement on Twitter, which means it's official. If you don't know this person by now, within one year of that tweet that I made, everyone is going to know our guest that we have for you on this episode. We have with us the famous, newly Twitter famous, Coach Shay, but she does have a last name. After some Google stalking and some research from Nick and myself, we have with us this episode, which is also our two-year anniversary. So thank you for coming on. Shay Haddo. Boom. I hope your premonition is right. I'm marking it for July 2020. There we go. <laughs> July 2020. Everyone yep. will know who you are. That that tweet, made, I don't know what, exactly what day it was, but it made my whole day. I was like, man, look at this guy, man. He thinks I'm pretty cool. Well, you know so, what? While you answer our first okay, question, no. I'm going to go find that tweet so we can figure out the exact date and time. Yeah, I uh, should know it. And whatnot. Um, but the thing about Soccer Chat is to know who you are, the coach now, we've kind of got to know where you've been, what you've done, uh, and and how you got to where you're at now. So just kind of give if. We, we this is the where you get to put yourself over if you want to talk about the u8 playing days you can talk about the u8 playing days uh judging from what i saw earlier the career was was pretty good playing wise uh so just kind of how you got to where you're at now u8 days i don't remember other than the first team name was the green slime which i'll never forget um the green slime the green, no i wish the green slime oh green like slime. on nickelodeon okay. like that's when yeah, nickelodeon yeah, yeah. was a thing yeah um, but anyway, so yeah, I, I played club soccer uh, up until I was 12 years old. Actually, me and my best friend uh, played on boys teams. Um, so up until 12 years old, we were always hustling against the boys. Um, and then a girl playing basketball, too. And then um, when I hit 12, I moved to an all girls club called Utah Avalanche. And they were the best. They still are the best. Um, and then just played high school, played ODP when ODP was I don't really know if it's a huge thing right now, but when it was a big thing, I played ODP. There wasn't ECNL and all that other stuff there is nowadays. Um, but anyways, I went and I got recruited to play at VCU, Virginia Commonwealth. Um, at the time, I had no idea what it was, but it was a. I went on my visit. Um, the coach Tiffany Sahadak uh, Roberts and her husband Tim, they were amazing to play for. Um, but I was only there for a year. Um, I had a, a case of the uh, the homesicknesses as an 18-year-old. I know. I, I just wanted my mom, honestly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, after a, after a semester there, um, uh, luckily Utah State uh, was, was willing to take me. Um, so I went and transferred back to my home state of Utah, uh, finished out my career three years at Utah State. Um, and that's that's about it. So how did you get into coaching from there? Was there a point in that that playing time you're like, hey, like, coaching is what I'm going to do? Um, honestly, not really. The, the first time I kind of got into coaching was after I graduated at Utah State. I coached a local club team of like U10 girls, coached them for like a year. Um, and at that point, though, I, I didn't really want to be a coach. I kind of wanted to do more of like the athletic administration side of things. I was like, 
into marketing. I was doing compliance. I was doing academics all, all within Utah State. So that was kind of my goal. Um, but then when I moved to California, I found it extremely hard to find a job doing just that. So when I moved here in, I think it was 2016, um, to Sacramento, I worked like at one time I worked like five jobs. I was at a gym, I was at a physical therapy clinic. I was doing private training on the side. And then, um, eventually I got into coaching, uh, Oh five girls team, a club here. And then also I had the opportunity to coach at a junior college here for a year. Um, so at that point I was, I was doing five jobs, like I said, including like private training. So there was just a point where like, oh my gosh, there's so much to juggle. There's these five jobs. I can't put my full heart into any one of these. And I really just wanted to be able to like put my full focus into one thing. And that's how I kind of branched off and started doing like private training. And, and you know, that's when I started Alpha Girl Soccer Academy. So I have, um, before we get into Alpha Girl Soccer Academy, which I think is the mm-hmm. most dope thing ever, uh, I have <laughs> confirmed the tweet. It was from <laughs> July 24th, 2019, which was just like last week. Uh, 11.30 p.m., I stated, I don't know at Alpha Girl Soccer, but I'm willing to bet a year from now, everyone will know Coach Shay. Wish my daughter had a program like this locally to be a part of. So that was the proclamation. So we have exactly a year uh, to get you to be the biggest and baddest thing uh, in the country. <laughs> and if Nick will inform everyone, our track record is pretty good. I like I made that claim a long time ago, and it's actually working out pretty well. Um, I don't normally have a lot of things that follow through that successfully. So <laughs> yeah, one of the things that I made I made a claim a little bit ago, Shay, was that if you come on the show, you're gonna get your next big job within like six months. And it's holding fairly true so far. That's amazing. That's a really good uh, track record you guys and have. We're at least 50% confident it has to do with the show and nothing to do with the person's actual merit. In 50%, 50%, 50% is being very generous. I, I would say that we would say it's probably more than that. So it's 50% um, you guys, 50% the, the person. Like their, their yeah. body of work and their merit and everything else. We're like we're like a, a human resume form. Like a, like a walk into the museum of Shay Haddow and and just like know who she is as a coach. And then somebody's going back. I'm hiring her. And it's funny because my wife, uh, I think I said on the show a couple weeks ago, my wife was like, "Yeah, everybody who's on your show is getting hired, except for you and Nick." And I'm like, hey, "Yeah, we're doing we're doing God's work, you know." You know, that's exactly. I'm going to remember that. That is exactly true. Yeah, you, it'll come to you guys one day. <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned too that you 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 did the marketing thing because looking at your website uh, on July 24th when I first discovered uh, Coach Shay at Alpha Girl Soccer, um, I was just blown away by your website and just like your your videos. And what caught my attention um, was there was a video I saw, and as soon as I saw the video, I texted Nick. I said, uh, "Hey, it's your turn to schedule a couple of people. I want you to contact." Coach Shay, I, I, we need to get her on the show. And there was one of your training videos that just absolutely blew my mind and like in a good way. And I was just like, so like, I, I remember getting done watching it and being like, everyone in the world needs to see this. What and video it, was it? It's, um, oh, it's, it's you training, uh, a, uh, a girl, she's got glasses on. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. And I was just like, I mean, you're out there, like you're doing the pushups, whether you're doing like, (laughs) I was just like, oh my God. And I was drawn into it. 
And so if you could, like, how did Alpha Girls get started? And, and you know, what is it about? How to just tell us everything there is about Alpha Girls Soccer. Everything. So honestly, like my mission is simple. It's to like empower girls on the field, off the field. The main thing that I try to instill in girls is a sense of confidence on the field and off the field because it's something that I struggled with a ton. So yes, I'm trying to get them better at soccer. I'm trying to get them faster, stronger. But ultimately for me, it comes down to number one, they're confident. Number two, they love the game. Like for me, it's all about girls loving the game so they can continue to play because I know like around age 13, that's when so many girls end up quitting because of crappy coaches or just because, you know, they fall out of love with the game. So that's kind of the mission behind it. Um, but as far as how it started, like, like I said, I was just doing pri uh, private training on the side and I was like, all right, like I'm going to make this my own thing. I'm going to, you know, try to form like a business out of this. And the girl alpha girl just like kind of came into my head and it stuck. And I was like, I hope this isn't stupid, but I like it. It's um, awesome. There's nothing <laughs> stupid about it. Well, like, yeah, like, it's funny coming up with that. Cause we talked to our boy beast mode a, a few months ago mm -hmm. and it's, it's the same thing. He went through the exact same thing when he was trying to figure out a brand for what he was going to do. And what he, like he said, like he kept hearing all of his players talk about, Oh, you're, she's going beast mode. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's what he went with. So like with you, like, what was it like, like coming up with the name? Honestly, I was just trying to find like a name that embodied like, like powerful women in a way, like girls that are um, just strong. And so that's the word I was like, well, alpha. And then I wanted, I wanted it to be very obvious that it was a girl's academy. So that's why I wanted it to have the world, the word girl in it somehow. So honestly, that's just kind of how it came about. I was, I went back and forth on names for a bit, but it honestly didn't take me too long to come up with that name. And I, I think I'm, oh gosh. Um, some of them were just like, uh, maybe like she plays or like, I don't know, some, something dumb like that. Um, but like, I'm honestly like the least creative person in the world. So coming up with a name and like a logo and all that was not easy. Well, now, you, now you've met us and let us be your creative juices. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, and when you find that list of rejected names, I would like to know what some of those were. Uh, um, I, I don't know if I have it anymore. <laughs> but I, I, the thing that, uh, you know, going through your website and seeing, you know, it's not just about the personal soccer training. Um, it's the, the meetings that you have and, and the confidence building that you do and, and the, the workshops that you're doing with these girls. Mm -hmm. And it, I think the way it drew my attention and it just so happened like it was that day um, so my daughter was at camp last week, uh, and she's only five, but she was at camp last week and on her evaluation, um, she was the only, she was the youngest one there. I think her, the youngest in her group was actually like seven or eight years old. And one of the coaches or on their evaluation talked about, she needed to have more confidence because of how good she was. Um, she just never showed it. She never like really like felt it, but when she plays with kids, her own age or younger, she's just, you know, does what she does. So I, I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, like my daughter does have confidence issues, not just in soccer, but in yeah. various other things. I'm like, that's why I made the combat. Like I wish that was here because that would be so awesome to have soccer tied in with confidence building with uh, self-worth and then all those types yeah. of things that it'd be awesome for her to be able to get all that combined with this game that she loves to play to where that translates, not just being a badass on the field, but being one in real life too. Yeah. And like, that's a thing when I grew up playing, I mean, I was confident for most, like, 
I would say until I was maybe like a teenager, like 13 years old. But after that, it was like a roller coaster for me. So up and down. Um, and when I wasn't confident, I, I seriously, I didn't like soccer. There was a time when I almost quit because I felt like there was so much pressure on me. I wasn't confident. Um, so that's why for me, it, it was such a experience that I want to instill in them is to be confident. And like you just said, like it affects, I think soccer, playing sports in general can help uh, girls be a lot more confident, um, but it affects everything like in school, hanging out with friends, anything like that. And if you don't like, I don't know like how much you want to uh, get into, but like the, the one video that I was talking about, like, what's that story? Like, I'm so intrigued. Like mm-hmm. I, the thing I love about like, uh, like the thing with this show and, and, and stuff like the video that you put out is, is we as people that, that human emotional attachment. And so like watching that video, like now I want to know, like, how is she doing? Is she still playing the, you know, like what, what's it like when she plays? I want to see her games and stuff like that. Like, I want to know yeah. that she's doing well. So now I've got this emotional attachment. So please tell me about this video that just absolutely hooked me into alpha girl soccer. Yeah. So this girl, Bailey, um, I met her at a tournament. It was, it was actually like a year ago. I think it was last June. Um, and her parents came up to me and were kind of, kind of talking about private training. So we've been training for a full year and she's, she's really short um, and she's not very fast. So that was always her problem. And she had asthma at the time. So she um, really struggled with being able to, you know, play a full game, even play 20 minutes at a time. Um, and her confidence was super low. So we've been training pretty dang consistently for a whole year, like haven't taken any significant amount of time off. Um, and I absolutely love training this kid. Like she's absolutely one of my favorite players to train. And now I just went to her, her game recently. Um, it was actually like a week or two ago. She played the full, I think 80 minutes they play. She played the full 80 minutes center midfielder getting after it. Um, is just like a beast in the midfield winning balls. And even That's so short cool. too, like she likes playing goalie. So sometimes we'll spend 10 minutes teaching her some goalie drills, although I'm not an expert at goalie, I know the basics enough to teach her that. So it's just like been amazing to see, you know, her confidence go up and her, she's able to play a full game now and, you know, she's making an impact in games. Man, I'm the, I'm, you can, next time you see Bailey, you let her know <laughs> that Sean at soccer chat is her number one fan. There you go. Like I'm sure, I'm sure her parents are the number one fans. Nah, they oh, like yeah. they're number two, number three, because your boy is now the number one Bailey fan in america and i like i want i and i'm i'm actually so when this comes out i'm going to make sure that i've got the video retweeted on my mm-hmm. time because like, i want everyone else to check it out and i want to see how many like retweets we can get for bailey and how many likes we can there get out to let her know that like amazing i i it'd be cool to see like when you first like a video of when you first started working with her because like the video that, that mm-hmm. you've got now it's just like it's incredible what she's doing and like i can only in, imagine from what you just said with her story of like what those first sessions were like yeah it's crazy because she she's honestly one of my most technical players but um oh what did i was lost my train of thought um but anyways i am sure i'll get it back sometime um but yeah she's one of my most technical players oh i know what i was going to say um she's like one of those kids in my program she does my private training program she does my group training program she does my workshop she does my clinics like she literally wants to do absolutely everything I offer on top of her two or three times a week practice. Like this kid is super committed. She's an amazing student. Um, and she's just like, she's just a good solid kid. Well, I'm, I'm impressed with Bailey and I don't know if Bailey's going to listen to this, but Bailey, I'll make her. 
Okay, there we go. Bailey, it's your number one fan, Coach Soderling. I want to see some game film. Uh, I want to I want to see you just absolutely killing it uh, out out on the field. So make sure to get uh, Coach Shea some video so we can we can she can get that posted for us. Um, so kind of you, you mentioned you you got the name picked out. You start off just doing the private training thing. How did the idea of the workshops, the clinics, and and adding that that empowerment uh, aspect on top of more than just here's some cones, here's some drills we're going to do, here's a goal. Like we're going to add this, this empowerment thing to it as well. I mean, when it comes down to it, I owe a lot of the success I've had to my business coach. I have a business coach um, who helps private trainers like run businesses, grow their private training business. And so he was really the one that helped me like get this whole, the camps thing up and running. Like last year I ran a camp every single month and they didn't all fill up like they do this year. Like it's, there's times when I've struggled. Um, and he was the one that has given me different ideas of, you know, different ways that I can help kids out and, you know, with the workshops and all the clinics and everything else I do. So I owe a lot of what I've done to like him helping me through it and giving me those ideas, I guess. And you mentioned too about like some of the empowerment comes from your own personal battle of, you know, feeling like you're, you're, you're strong enough or you're ready to do whatever. How much of that? Cause I, what, what's your degree in? I think you said business, right? Um, no, actually I have no, no, I don't know anything about business. Um, but uh, no, my bachelor's is in exercise science and my master's is in physical and sport education. Okay. So, the, so the whole time, like when you're talking, I was like, Oh, she's gotta be a psychology major. Cause like this no. whole thing of like getting into it and, and working the mind, training the mind, because not only are you training the body to play soccer, but you're training the mind to be confident and, and to feel that power uh, of what you can do and have that true alpha mentality. Uh, no pun, but great use <laughs> of the, of the name there. Um, what was it? We, we've all Nick and myself and, and coaches, we, we've developed curriculum for on the field stuff. What's it like for you as a coach, not only developing that on the field curriculum, but that off the field curriculum as well for these uh, empowerment clinics, these empowerment uh, discussions, the group discussions uh, and, and camps along those lines. So, I mean, going back to, you said like, is your degree in that? No, it's not. But I am like obsessed with, with myself, like improving myself, being more confident, having a good mindset. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts that are along those lines um, so I feel like a lot of my, obviously from experience, but just from learning, you know, on my own. Um, and, and I think I when people listen to Nick and I, they feel really good about themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but no, as far as like curriculum goes. So for example, we're in the middle of an empowerment series right now. Like we have one more class in August, um, but like after each. So the first class was on mindset second class is on confidence. So like, for example, we give them homework after each one. So like the mindset one was to go and talk to your coach and ask your coach what you can get better at. And some of the stuff we give like homework, we give them homework to do after each one. So like the confidence one, we talked about like positive self-talk and affirmations. Um, and we got them all books from my good friend, Deanna at the winning element. Um, but we got them books. We made them read the book and then we're like, all right, you guys, have to read the book. And then I'm going to challenge you to write in your journal every single day, like one affirmation in the morning when you wake up one affirmation. And then when you go to bed, like what's one like win that you had from the day it can be a big one, 
it can be a small win. So like kids aren't going to like pick things up. I learned just from like listening to, you know, just going to like a workshop, like they have to implement it into their daily lives. And the same thing with soccer, right? On the field, if you want your players to get better, you can't expect them to get better training one hour a week. So I give them soccer homework. So it's just like living that lifestyle, you know, when they're not with me as well, that's when it's most important. I feel I feel like when you wake up, you just absolutely attack the day. Um, I honestly, I am much better now than I used to be. I used to be a horrible morning person, but I'm just like, now I'm getting a little bit better. Um, but I have like, I have, I know what I'm going to do every single day. I know when I'm going to wake up. Like I have my whole schedule lined out because when you have your own business, you have to be like crazy disciplined with your time or else you're never going to get anything done. That that's very true, very true. I've got uh, friends who have tried doing the whole business thing, and it's like, hey, my guy, like you can't play golf all the time. Like you, <laughs> yeah. know, you gotta gotta take care of the business. <laughs> what um, you 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 mentioned like with with your club teams, are there things that you do from your own per from your from your Alpha Girl Soccer that you do instill as a coach when you're working with your actual teams? Um, like when I'm coaching club teams and when I'm coaching, uh, my kids at, yeah. So like, is, is, is there something, is there times where like with your club team where you'll notice something, you'll be like, okay, like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to have like a little like classroom session or like something just like something that you would do regularly with the alpha girls and you find yourself having to bring it into the club club setting. Um, well, I don't coach club anymore. I haven't for like a year. Um, but at the time, yes, like I would, I would, I would say that the main thing I did was I would give them homework. Like that's when I started my email newsletter as well. Like I put all everyone on my email newsletter, like I sent them articles, like all that kind of stuff. And now with like, how many, how many kids are you training with alpha girls? Um, in like private training, I've got like, I think 12 private training and then like a handful of kids that do group training. Do you, is there like, when parents are talking to you when they find out your cuz now I'm I'm coming from a dad aspect. Mm-hmm. Do you are there people who want just the the confidence workshops or or is it basically like you've got to do both of them to get the true experience of Alpha Girl? No, there's there's some people that just do the confidence workshops and you know a, a lot of kids they'll do they'll do one thing so they'll do a workshop or they'll do a clinic and then they'll kind of keep moving on with the program, you know, with different kind of programs. Um, but most of the time, um, I would say 90% of the time when I talk to parents about getting training, it's like their main concern is that their daughter isn't confident. 90% of the time, that's their number one concern. How, yeah, or go ahead, Nick. No, no, I was going to say, like, do you, is there an age where that starts to change or is, is it kind of universal from what you've seen? Um, I think the biggest age where kids aren't confident, at least from what I've experienced, is like maybe like 12 years old. Like I have a few kids, you know, that are eight, nine, 10, and I feel like they're just kind of out there to play and have fun and they don't think about it too much. But I feel like once they get 12, 13 years old, that's when they start to think about it. That's when their outside influences, their friends, their coaches, and their peers kind of start affecting it a bit more. When, like, and not to like give away too many of your secrets, but like, what's maybe one of those things? Give us all the secrets. (laughs) As a father, I need these secrets. They're not secrets. Like, when you're first talking to someone that that you experience that might not be as confident in their ability, like, what are some of like the initial conversations like? You know, what are you trying to find out? Like, what are you know, like, 
when you're building that relationship, what are some important things that you would say that you hit on right away? Yeah. So like if a kid comes and does an evaluation session, which I do with everyone before they join the program is first of all, like you said, I have to build a relationship with them. So I talk to them while we warm up. It's me trying to find out what they like to do. Like what, what's their favorite class? You know, what, what are their friends like just finding out about them and what they like in their life, you know, in soccer and outside of soccer. So number one, building a relationship so that they trust me. And then number two is when we're performing the drills, like obviously I'm going to tell them if they're doing something wrong, but instead of saying, Hey, you're doing something wrong. I'll tell them, Hey, that's really good. But you know, let's, let's try this instead. And I'm really like, I pride myself on being a very, very positive coach. Cause I think that's mm. a lot of the girls in my program need that. Um, that's kind of the, the kind of players that I attract is I'm very positive. So I'm giving them, you know, you know, obviously feedback, um, but a lot of it's going to be positive feedback um, because I think that that plays a huge role in their confidence. As long as you I, don't know my new nickname, I will be super happy. Yeah, I think I just saw that. What was it? Positive. The purveyor of positivity. Oh, I don't even know what that word means. I had to look it up. <laughs> no, it's funny. I was actually talking with uh, Sean. When I, I was working up Wisconsin campus past week. And so I was talking mm -hmm. with our girl, Marissa, and it was funny because so we were doing a session to start the morning and she came up to me right afterwards and was like hey that was a really good session and like we were talking like later and i go it's funny because that made my day and it's like <laughs> there's never an age where like getting compliments and reinforcing good ideas mm -hmm. becomes a thing that's like not a positive part of your life absolutely and yeah, so, yeah we get in your mid thirties. There, compliments come like once a year. No, Marissa, yeah, you gotta take care for what it is. <laughs> is like three years younger than me too. Um, but like, <laughs> it, it's funny because like I was talking to her later because we were just we went out for beers after um, one of the sessions, and I go, it's funny because that made a difference in my day, and I don't even think she probably realized that it would have that impact. Mm -hmm. and, and it also made me want to like go back to the next session and be like man, I want to do that again. And it's, and I don't think there's an age where that stops. No, I don't think so. I think they just, uh, little kids will just show you their emotions more when it comes to that. Maybe. Yeah. Like with, with you and in, in, in that, like, where did that inspiration come from? Like, was that something that you experienced personally where you're like, I, I think that this is something they need to build their confidence or is that something that you learn through your experiences or like, where, where did that come from? Honestly, my coaches uh, in club were kind of the opposite of that. Like they were amazing coaches and I learned so much from them, but they were not nearly as positive. Um, and I think that's why I wanted to flip that because yes, they, I owe them so much for how they grew me as a player, but it almost broke me in the sense that I, my confidence was broken. So it's almost like that. I don't want to call it a negative experience, but that experience made me want to kind of flip it. And then and that's my personality too, is like being super positive. So it's like, I'm not gonna, that's my personality is to be positive and I want to be confident. So I'm going to portray that and give it to those kids as well. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Like for you, do, do you find that you learn more from your good coaches or your bad coaches? Um, well, I honestly, I wouldn't call any of my coaches bad coaches. I would just say they're different. Yep. 
you know, like, like my two club coaches uh, were very similar that they were extremely strict, a ton of pressure on us, made us run our guts out, which got us to division one colleges. Like we all played D one. Um, and then college, they, I honestly think that they were a little more positive than my club coaches. Um, but I, I think that they were all amazing coaches. I can't say one bad thing about them other than I learned, you know, how I don't want to coach, I guess you could say, um, and just kind of portray that in my coaching. And, and that's something that we get a lot from this show is we've had a lot of coaches come on and say, you know, one of the reasons I got into it is because I learned a lot of things not to do as a coach when I was a player. And, you know, how things that my coaches did affected not just me, but the, my teammates as well. And so now my my thing is to go back and, you know, change that situation for those who I'm working with. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, are there what are some things that maybe during your time as a club coach or even now with, with the, the Alpha Girl Soccer, what are some things that you did take from your coaches positively that you're trying to instill in yourself as a coach? I think definitely a sense of discipline. Um, like I said, in club, they expected a ton of us and just being disciplined and being on time, like working your butt off. Nick. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, being on time, Nick. But like, I'm a freak about being on time. And I think it came from club because it's like, we had to show up 30 minutes early. We had to get two, three, 400 juggles before practice started. If you didn't, you were doing push-ups for like an hour. So it's just like the discipline and just like not even being disciplined, on the field, but being disciplined off the field, like just presenting yourself in a way, like a respectable way. I think that's one of the biggest things I learned from all of my coaches. And then my club coaches, a big thing that I learned from them was they all had amazing relationships with their players. Like in Virginia, Tiff and Tim, like most of us came from out of state. So they were like our second parents. Like they were amazing to us. We all had, you know, really close relationships with them. And then my Utah State coach, like um, Heather and Trevor, like I still like I just invited them to my wedding next year. Like I still talk to them all the time. And so it's just like a relationship that, you know, is going to be there even when you're gone for five, 10 years, you know. Absolutely. And your uh, no one can see this because uh, they're listening to us and wherever it's their headphones or their cars. But your map in the background, I can't stop looking at it. It's your traveling yeah, map. I usually take it down, but and I I feel like we may be on par of like we don't travel very often. <laughs> so uh because my wife and I, when we went to North Carolina, I was I just got this weird idea of like, hey, I want to visit all 50 states by the time I'm 50. She's cool. like, Well, how many have you been to? And then we're kind of like, oh, like 12. And I'm like, Well, what about you? And she's at like 26, 27. So yeah. I'm I'm kind of looking, I can only see like part of the Midwest and the West coast. And I'm thinking that we might be on par and I might have somebody who's traveled as much as I have. No, it's like me. It's like the West coast and like East coast, obviously for soccer reasons, but I, the Midwest, I don't really touch except for Texas, I guess. Um, and Texas I, is not the Midwest. Uh, it's in the middle of the country still. It's I, in the South. It is considered Southwest. The middle of the country. I don't, I've never really been there. I don't have a reason. To what's go the, there. what's the, the, the like big uh, thing they have there South by Southwest or whatever. How, so it, 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 in Texas, they have this like big, like, Dallas, like concert festival, uh, conferences for businesses and whatnot. I think it's called, it's South by Southwest. I don't know. Yeah. That, that, I, I'm okay. 35 years. I've never heard anybody refer to Texas as the, as the Midwest. <laughs> I, 
I'm not even from Texas, and I'm slightly offended we were, by all right, that. Like, not to get off board, we were actually talking about this at Wisconsin camp the other day. What's Colorado? You were talking about Texas Colorado. being the Midwest? Colorado's West, right? But it's like Colorado it's and Texas are like the Midwest. Sagan? It's on the verge of the Midwest. Like, I feel like Texas and Colorado are like their own separate entities. Yeah, well, Texas is its own country pretty much. So. Yeah, no joke. So now, now I'm intrigued. Like we got to figure out a way to get, to, get you to the Midwest. I think we, Nick, when we, when we do the soccer check camp or, or whenever our friends are calling us about doing our camps next summer, we've got to find a way to get coach Shea. In the summer. How about we yeah. try it for a different season? <laughs> I don't like the humidity. Oh, it's, it's Oh, fantastic. you gotta, you gotta experience it though. It's So then, so then you should go to Wisconsin then. That's why I live in California now. <laughs> so I went, I just came back from California for my very first time. I worked camp out there and wow. I can't believe that it's summertime and people are wearing long sleeve shirts. Well, where were you? Uh, Corona, like right by LA. Yeah. Well, you know, it depends. The nights get chilly here, which is nice, but well, this is during the day when it's like a thousand degrees. Well, that's just crazy. I wouldn't do that. I'm from Utah. So I'm like, oh, I it protect my arms. Yeah, yeah, but you're getting super sweaty. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> that's why I, I I really my first camp of the summer was working in um up in Wisconsin, Stevens Point, and <laughs> it was like breezy and it totally ruined me for the next four weeks of camps in LA, <laughs> Atlanta, and Chicago, <gasps> where it was absolutely blazing hot. So uh -huh. Wisconsin, you ruined me. I think that needs to be like my last oh. one. Yeah, there uh, you that go. we do. Yeah. So where do you, where do you see yourself? Uh, you know, where, where's, where's, what's the vision for alpha girl soccer in the next five years? Mm, I love Cause that. within one year, you're going to be, everybody's going to know who you are in one year. Well, if that's the case, then things will go faster than I hope. <laughs> no, but five years, this is a hefty five-year goal, but five years, I want to have my own facility where I can train kids out of, where I can have workshops, where I can have community events, I can do strength training, I can have little study hall sessions. Like I want my oh. own facility. That's like my big, big, big uh, five-year slash 10 year. I'm going to say, I always said seven years, but maybe if everyone knows me in a year, then maybe five years is more doable. Um, so just that and like a big goal that I have this year is just connecting more with the community because I'm, I'm fairly new to Sacramento. So just that and even like going to schools and speaking to girls, like I always hated public speaking, but I like to do things that scare me now sometimes. Um, no. So, like, you know, speaking to girls because I know how big it can, how much it can help them. Scariest thing that you've done? Uh, I went indoor skydiving a few weeks ago. <laughs> How's that? Would you, what? Would you ever go outdoor skydiving? <laughs> no. Me neither. I, mean, I don't like, I don't understand people that want to. Uh, I'm kind of a chicken, honestly. Um, Same. I don't know. Maybe get trapped outside when I was like 12 years old at summer camp and the lightning and not having a ride home, probably. Because lightning is my biggest fear, so probably that. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife has outlawed me from going skydiving. She, yeah, her, I, her response is, uh, I would like to have a husband forever, and I would like for my kids to know who their dad is. Yeah, like yeah. I just don't know why you'd willingly risk something like that. You know, like... Like, it's like, it's just, it's something like odds are like, you'll be okay. But like, why put yourself in that spot? You know, like it just, it doesn't make sense. Like I, like I'm an odds guy. Like if there's a 1% chance I'm, it's going to make me die. I don't know if I want to do it. 
I don't know. I, I think I understand why people do it because, you know, you got to conquer that fear. And then I feel like people have a breakthrough once they do something like that. I don't know. I'm I'm doing pretty okay. You know, like I don't need a breakthrough right now. <laughs> like I don't like I don't want to do it, but if the opportunity is there, like I want to skydive. Yeah, I probably don't. Like I I, I would I don't think I would go out of my way to make it happen. But if somebody was like, hey, we're going skydiving, all right, cool. Like, let's go do it. Sean, what if that's the next thing we do to hang out is us skydiving together? I'd be willing to do it. So we've only we've only me and Sean have only ever actually like hung out like six times. Six in yeah. two years. Oh wow. That's not good. We we did this show for like six months before we ever even met. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I thought I Sean was a giant human being, and it turns out it's taller than him. Oh yeah. Well, he was holding babies in every picture, so he looked huge. Okay, that's his strategy. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, but uh, no, I it it's I like the whole like vibe and mantra, and I feel like especially for like. How do, what's, what's been your experience so far in Sacramento? Cause I feel like Sacramento, like when you think of like all the California cities, like Sac, Sactown, is that what they called it? Sactown. Yeah. Sactown. Like there, it's like the most, like, just like vibing chill compared to your LA's, your San Diego's, your San Francisco's, your Oakland's like Sactown just seems like it's pretty just like chill low key. So like having this, this, uh, you know, this, this business, this idea, what was that first uh what was that just kind of that first uh getting into sacramento and, and really pushing your brand out there like yeah i mean i i didn't really know what the soccer was like here in sacramento like growing up it was always southern california teams that were always you know the best teams um and utah has a really good soccer culture as well um but yeah the more i got here like you said it's a pretty chill city um way more chill than la and you know san francisco and stuff um but it's been everyone's everyone that I've met um, here in Sacramento, like as far as supporting me and my brand and, and growing and helping girls, like everyone's been super respect or uh, receptive. And it's been, I've been able to grow a lot and meet a lot of, you know, I feel like for the three, I don't know, maybe four years I've been here. Yeah. Four years I've been here. Like I've grown pretty well in the soccer world. Like it's been crazy to think the past, you know, even year, the amount of connections I have in the soccer world in Sacramento is just crazy. So I think the soccer out here is, is growing for sure, especially with like hopefully getting, you know, an MLS bid and then hopefully growing the women's side of it over here too. That's awesome. Like for you, like one of the things I did want to talk about a little bit is like the blog part of your website too. Mm. What was the inspiration to start writing? Um, honestly, I started my blog just to get better SEO because um, I I never thought of myself as much of a writer. But like the so all my blog stuff comes from my email newsletters that I send out. So basically, I write out my email newsletters and then I just put them in my blog, change it a little bit. Um, but just like knowing that there's there's like a endless amount of topics that can help girls soccer players on the field and off the field. When I first started, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to run out of stuff to talk about. It's like I've been doing it multiple times a week for like a year and it's still like I'm still finding stuff to talk about to help girls. So that's kind of the inspiration behind the blog slash emailing is just putting out content that can help families and help girls. What what was like your what's your favorite thing to write about? Uh, take a guess. Individual training or I would say like confidence in young female soccer players. Yeah, it's like confidence for sure. Okay. I mean, that, that's kind of the mantra is confidence, mindset. I don't talk a whole lot about like 
you know, technical stuff in my, in my newsletters, but just a lot of that and, and, you know, how to, how to be successful off the field, how to manage your time. Like there's so many things that girls can learn and, you know, just telling girls my lessons and what I would have done differently and kind of stuff like that. What's maybe like, like to lean on that, what's maybe one thing you would have done differently, like for someone that's listening to this? Um, I would have tried to shut out the outside influences a little bit more that, that put so much pressure on me and just, just play to have fun instead of worrying about, you know, pleasing other people. When, like, do you, like, was there a point where you figured out that, like, you weren't having fun playing anymore? Or, like, <laughs> maybe maybe not even that, where it was, like, it was becoming more of a chore than it was a game? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I remember the exact moment. Like, I'm sure it wasn't this exact moment, but I remember, like, waiting to go to practice and just thinking, like, man, like, it was, it was probably a month or two before we were going to go to Surf Cup. Um, and I think I was 15 at the time, 14 or 15. And I just remember thinking like, like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Like it's too much pressure. Like I'm not having fun anymore. Um, and I was just about ready to quit. And luckily I stuck it out. I didn't quit. And then that's when we went to surf cup. We were the first Utah team to ever win surf cup. And that's where I got recruited by BCU. So just that and like sticking it out. And I'm so glad because soccer has given me like so much. It's, obviously it's like my life right now and I'm want to give back. I want to give girls what I got, you know, give back to the game in that way. I think it's funny because, and I, I talk to a lot of players that I'm recruiting that are near the end of their high school career and they're falling out of, in love, out of love with the game. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's hard sometimes to like try to convince them that there is light at the end of the tunnel and that the game can be fun again because I think that for whatever reason at some point for a lot of people it becomes a chore and it becomes something that is not as enjoyable for them for whatever amount of reasons Mm -hmm. yeah for me it was a lot of I always talk about this um but it was a lot of the pressure that my dad put on me um he was so into you know me being successful me going to college like just so into my sports so a lot of the pressure yes my coach is a little bit but my dad played a huge role in me like almost thinking like this was more of a job than it was just me going out and playing so that's a lot of what I talk about too is like how can parents like like take a little bit of pressure off their kids and just let them go have fun do you like when parents sign up for you do you think that's something that they're looking forward to looking forward to like like, no no I mean like in terms of like when they have their daughter sign up with you, do you think that like they go in sometimes like looking for information on how to do it better themselves too? Or is it something that they might get through the process? No, I don't think parents ever like do it just to do that. Um, honestly, most of them, like I've never had a problem with a parent who like sits at training and like is, is negative or anything. So I've been lucky that all the parents that are in my program, like, are really good and and don't like have that vibe and i think it's because i kind of set the tone of like they read my stuff they know that i'm about the positivity and them just like going out there and having fun so i've never had that problem and i don't think most of the parents that talk to me that's their intention yeah no that makes a ton of sense with like the stuff you're doing what is like have you had a moment recently with a player where 
you like it kind of reminded you like how excited you are to be doing this like this is your career yeah honestly it was it was guess who it was it was bailey um <laughs> and it was just like her her mom uh it always makes actually let me tell you another story because this actually was I just forgot about this one. One of my players, she's, I actually coached her in, in uh, at the club team that I coached at and her name's Kaylee. And she posted on uh, Instagram, a picture of, you know, us, a few pictures of us training and stuff. And it was just this amazing post about how, you know, she, she struggled with her confidence a ton ever since I met her. Um, but just how basically she's fallen back in love with soccer since working with me and how I've helped her to, you know, love the game and be confident on and off the field and just all that stuff. It was this big, long post. And honestly, after I read it, I was like, oh my gosh, like literally my heart was like so full. And I was like, this, this is why I do it. Like it's, yes, it's to make them a better player. It's like, she loves the game and she's so much more confident now. And that means more to me than anything. What, uh, and I think you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, but so like for me, as a dad going back to dad mode now um when when do i need to work with my daughter on the whole confidence thing when it comes to on the field and and maybe even off the field as well because if if we're already getting that in evaluations when is it the time for us to start working on that i think it's i think it just depends on the kid i think some kids don't need it till later till they're teenagers but i think some kids need it earlier like there's some kids that i train and it breaks my heart that some of the kids are like, oh, my dad makes me feel bad about myself. And they're like eight years old. So I, I think it honestly just depends on the kid and, and seeing how they, you know, how they play on the field. If you think that they aren't playing confident or if they're not confident around their friends or at school. And obviously, I don't think there's like a, an age where it's like, all right, this is when you need to start. I think every kid is so individual when it comes to their confidence. And maybe it's just me, like just from like one week, because like the other camps that she's done she's played just like she has like in all of her, her uh games and as everybody knows like i post videos of my daughter all the time and how she plays um but like just seeing and even like watching her at this last camp like i would stay for a little bit and watch it just like it wasn't the same kid and it was something things one of those were like as a dad i'm like oh my gosh like i hope this isn't affecting her and like this is going to be a struggle from here on out like how can we like turn her back into the way she was just like three weeks ago. Um, so I like, guess it's something yeah. to wear with that confidence, like with your, your clinics or your, or your privates with that. Um, you know, is that something that you're branching outside of Sacramento on or because I mean, we have technology nowadays, like, is that something that people from outside or at one day you want to get where people from all over are reaching out, doing these types of seminars with you? Yeah. Like it's, it's one of my goals in the future to, you know, there's only so much I can so much I could travel. I'd love to travel and do workshops, but to do some sort of online program, uh, some sort of like online, it's hard to do courses with kids, but some sort of online program where it's like a, a series of confidence workshops or something like that. Because, like you said, with technology now, you can literally reach your message everywhere. So that's definitely one of my goals. Once I, you know, get more established and doing it in Sacramento to kind of like branch out and, and find a way to reach kids outside of Sacramento. Well, when you get to that point, you sign up our household because I, I think will. like, like I said, just reading your website, seeing what you do and having a way, cause like there's no one into my knowledge in a five hour radius of me who is doing anything like that. And that's something that we, I know like with our club, 
we had just mentioned actually like this whole summer, a lot of the, the girls camps I worked at, you know, various things that you talk about with these players are things that we all, uh, uh, as college coaches this summer, talking about these are things that were, the, you know, the girls are struggling at these various different things, whether it's something on the soccer side or maybe it's something mental, mentally side. Mm-hmm. And to have programs like what you're doing, I think is so beneficial. And like now it's okay. When does alpha girl soccer become like alpha soccer girl nationwide? Right. Uh, you know, when, when are you taking over? Hopefully soon, 15 years, 10 years, <laughs> January or, or uh, July 24th, 2020. At a, at, oh, that's when I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's I, what I, it's going to happen. I wrote it down in my notes right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be incredible. I even have the time, 11.30 p.m. Yes, yes. Or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to put that on like when you have your office one day, you're going to put that that date and that time on the wall to always remember. And that'll be my motivation. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be a soccer chat interview without Sean's super dumb question, but if you could describe your coaching personality, philosophy, with a song which song would that be oh my gosh a song oh wow um i don't know probably like some upbeat rap song because i love rap music but like but something fun you know something you can dance to i don't know i would i might have to email you later i honestly i'm really bad when it comes to thinking of music in the in the, in the moment so like for example nicks is um he his he wants his teams to have fun and 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 you know have fun together. So his coaching philosophy song is Wang Chung. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. Wang Chung. Because yeah, everybody... I that was song. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm I don't even know, know what that is. Yeah, as, as a hip as a hip hop you probably don't know that one. Yeah. Okay. I was like, if it's not hip hop, <laughs> but like, I like, like, like hip hop because I really like hip hop too. Yeah, Nick, Nick is like, Nick is in his glory right now because he's like, oh, here's somebody that I can like send videos of me rapping along to songs to. Oh yeah, right before this, I was listening to rap to get pumped up, like dancing in the kitchen and stuff. So what were you? Okay, what were you listening to? I was listening to Lil Wayne, but that's not really like Lil Wayne's a little like hard for for kids. <laughs> yeah, so I I'm one of those. I only liked Lil Wayne when I was in high school. So like I like 15. I like Little Wayne from age when he was fifteen to eighteen. Yeah, and that, that, yeah. Then, then after the after like the second Carter, like I'm, I'm, I was good. Yeah, yeah. So just that stuff. I don't know. I feel like I'm not gonna have an answer for you on this. But so I'm, like, more, I'm more like '90s rap. Like that's like my stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking at Spotify, but I'm not thinking about. I'm not coming up with anything for you guys. That's if great. there was, if there was a. So let's think about your playing days. If we were to ask your teammates, what song would describe you as a player? Which song would it be? Oh, man. <laughs> or was there one that when it played during pregame or in the locker room, it, you just got straight like. Oh, you know, probably My Chick Bad or Toot It and Boot It. I, you okay. buy my yeah, probably My Chick Bad. Ludicrous. I'm in on that one. I'm in on that one. Well, well, the thing I like Ludacris because he enunciates so well. Like you can understand everything he's saying. Ludacris is every elementary school teacher's favorite hip hop artist. Yeah, I don't actually like him that much, but I love that song. I did. Uh, I, I took uh, his video last year where he rapped "Llama Llama," 
and <laughs> played that for um four second or third graders. No, no, no. Some fourth graders. And then every time that the kids would come back, I'd have to get a different Llama Llama book and then try to wrap it myself. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, are you guys going to put my chick back for my intro now? Yes. I think it's only appropriate. Yeah. That'd be cool. Because I saw, uh, was it Maya's? It was a TI bring them out. Yeah. Oh, that was cool. That was really good. Yeah. We'll do my, my chick bad. That's I'm, mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think we've had ludicrous so far. There you go. I don't know. Yeah, no, it might be good. There you we'll go. take it. We'll take it. So the thing with soccer chat is, you know, you talked about, you're trying to branch this network. You know, we've created this, uh, not, not Nick and myself, but everybody who's a part of the soccer chat family, whether they listen to the show, they've been on the show or they do the, the Wednesday night, uh, Twitter chats with us. We've created this network and this community of coaches to build our own networks with each other. Uh, if somebody's listening to this right now and they want to know more about alpha girl soccer, they want to know more about coach Shay. Uh, they want to know more about your hip hop knowledge. Cause I'm sure now Nick will be constant. So Nick does this thing where he will text me, uh, whatever new song he learned all the lyrics to. And okay. now I think he will be sending you DMS of the new songs that he's learning the lyrics to. Um, but all your stuff that you need to plug your website, uh, alpha girl soccer, your own, uh, Twitter page, email, however people can contact you. This is your time to get all those plugs out. Here we go. So, uh, website, alpha girl, Keep it simple. Twitter, alpha girl, soccer, Instagram, alpha girl, soccer, um, email, Shay at alphagirlsoccer.com. So any one of those, um, like I said, I'm new to the Twitter world, but I think it's going to be a great place for me to connect with coaches. That's kind of like each platform has its own audience uh, for me to really connect to the most. Um, so yeah, any of those is good. I would love to connect. That's really one of my goals this year is to connect with, with more people, more coaches. Um, so yeah, I'd love to connect with whoever wants to chat and, and uh, yeah. This time next year. We're going to come back. We're going to do another episode with coach Shay. Mm. And we're going to see how, how big time she got to where she probably wouldn't be able to even do an interview with us because she will be so big time at that time. I'll put it in my schedule. <laughs> yes. Mark your calendar a year from now. Even if you're listening to this right now, mark your calendar a year from now, we're going okay, to bring so- coach Shay back and we're going to see how big alpha girl soccer exploded. That'll be, that's a lot of pressure, but that'll be good for me because it'll uh, force me to, to do it. See, that's what we're here for. We're motivators. Yeah. We're big motivators. Yeah. <laughs> well, Shay, thank you so much for coming on with us. I, I, like I said, a couple weeks ago, watching that video, and I don't even remember if I, I, I don't remember who like maybe had mentioned you in their tweet or what it was. And I was like, what's this alpha girl soccer? I clicked on it. I saw that pin tweet and just got instantly hooked and i was like all right we've got to know who this is like we've got to know more and i am so thrilled that you came on and talked to us and just like you gave me power not just as a coach but now as a dad to think like okay like it's okay to start talking to my kid about uh Mm -hmm. their confidence and and work with with her on that and just so much thank you so so much thank yous so (laughs) much thanks Ah, there it goes again uh it's been a while since i've messed up my words I know everybody keeps track of that stuff at home. So I guess it's like where they take it, they take a, sh- a shot for when I mess up my words. Um, but, you know, again, so many thanks for coming on with us. We really enjoyed our time and we look forward to seeing Alpha Girls Soccer grow into a massive phenomenon. Yes. Thank you, guys. I'm absolutely honored to be on the show. You guys are big time. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, you get you get extra points for, for that one. 
Oh, it's true though. Only speak the truth. It was really funny when it was whenever whenever you tweeted that out. It was like you, July twenty fourth. Yep. And you're like, hey, hey, you're in charge of getting the next few shows, but this is the one you need to get. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I need to do this. And I mean, I am super happy that this was the one that you were like, Hey, Hey Nick, you, you got to make sure you don't screw this one up. And, and Coach <laughs> I Shea, never said such words. You did not, but it was implied, but coach Shea was so easy to get a hold of. So easy to talk to. It was just, it, it just, it fit, it fit perfectly that she was able to come on the show. I like talking to people that we've never talked to before. I agree. It, honestly, I, I think that's some, one of my favorite things about the show is because again, there's always people that we've met before, but there is a good percentage of the time where we've never met the people we're talking to. And so like some of the conversations before and after the show are just awesome because we, we like, obviously we get to record a lot of fun stuff on the show, but we get to experience way more, of this actual person that if we, if we get to meet them, hopefully, and hopefully we get to meet coach a it, it's, it'll be like just a great friendship that we didn't know we were going to get. Absolutely true. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, the show we talk about, you know, building these, these emotional attachments to these coaches and learning about their story and stuff like that. And seeing this video of her and Bailey, I honestly, I watched that video and then I texted you. Yep. Like I checked her website out. The video was on there. I didn't really pay attention to it. I got back on her Twitter page, saw the, the video with Bailey was pinned, watched it and was just like, Oh, like we have to have her on the show. We have to have her on the show. Um, and so I think if I sent that tweet out at like 1130, I'm pretty sure I text you at like 1135. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, it, it's just so the thing I love about the show is we can find these people online and then instantly talk to them. And it's not a thing where we're finding them. And then, Hey, uh, you know, let's, let's talk, uh, next summer. Like we're doing it right now as like in the know. So like, we're just learning about coach Shay, just like some of you all are, are just learning about her. And we now, I hope that a soccer, the soccer chat community, I hope we, we help her build the brand of alpha girl soccer. And, and I'm all about it. Like, having a daughter now of my own is game changer in everything in life for me and seeing what Shay is doing with the girls in Sacramento, like how beneficial could something like that be in every town where there's soccer? Oh, absolutely. I think the, the thing that was cool for me is she talked about things that I, I feel like I think, but I'm not in the spot like I, I don't coach enough youth soccer, but like I, I see it all the time. And when I'm working at camps with younger players, that confidence is such a big issue yeah. with some younger players. And there are some that have it, but it, it was cool to hear from someone that actually gets to work with them on a one v one individual basis way more often than I ever could to like kind of reaffirm that like it's something that we need to continue to work with young players about just to continue to grow their love for the game, but also their ability to play it really well. And people may think I'm crazy. I absolutely like want to like have Shay, like talk to my daughter. Like 
would do it over the 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 internet or whatever because i just think the earlier like if we're already noticing a confidence thing and if her coaches at these camps are recognizing that um like let's try to like work on it now so that way you know all we've got to worry about is the soccer aspect from here on out we don't have to worry about those those confidence issues because if she's anything like her pops holy cow it's going to be a, a roller coaster ride um yeah. but uh so we're kind of slowing down on the camp setting camp time kids are starting to get ready to report schools get ready to start whether you're in high school elementary junior high schools may have already started for you uh it, it's summer is officially over and i hate it see i mean like I, I was talking to someone about this the other day like you mean you're you're gonna do some teaching stuff so i totally understand that i am so pumped for summer to be over like <laughs> i want my season to be here tomorrow Give, give me about a year when I get the schooling done and I, I won't be, uh, I, I won't be thinking that way anymore, but like, uh, yeah, I, I was really sad when I put out the vlog from the, the red stars game. Cause I was just like, ah, oh, like that's probably gonna be like my last vlog soccer vlog for like a good while. Uh, so gotta make sure to make it a good one. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll just, uh, it, the end of summer as you get older the days just go by faster so i don't know why i worry about summer break i don't know why i worry about whatever else just because it uh i mean it all goes by pretty quickly anyway so and now as of now my wife the other day was like man you worked like every week in july for camps you need to do that for june too so the books are open calendars are open nick let's let's find ourselves some spots in june where we're just going to travel together and work a bunch of camps in the summertime in june Dude, I can get behind that 100%. So if you're listening to this, you got to camp in the summertime in June. Uh, hit up Nick or I uh, so that way we can get that scheduled and we will bring soccer chat to your camp. We'll bring it to your coaching staffs, whoever needs it. We will bring soccer chat to your town. If somebody wants to reach out to you about that, Nick, how can they do so? Best way to reach me is at Coach Enrizzo. What about you, brother? Mine is at Coach Soderling. Join the conversation every single Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time using the hashtag soccer chat. Great questions every week. Great network. It's getting back into it. People are getting back in from their summer vacations and join the conversation with us. It's just an absolute blast. Shout out to our friends over at Social Media for the High School Athletes. Shout out to everybody at Dutick Brand, Torex, and also all the homies over at Soccer IQ. They provide us an, an amazing tactical situational question. Uh, for our Wednesday night chat. So make sure to hit those guys up. They've got great, great service for you to use with your players. He's Nick. I'm Sean. And still to this day, two years later, the two-year anniversary, the best part about all of this is that we get to do it again next week. Nick, we'll catch you later. See you later, brother.